Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Royal Blue Podcast live from, uh, from Dresden. It's uh, Dresden calling, sounds like Eurovision. <laughs> but uh, we're, It's myself and Greg O'Keefe, two-man team here in Germany. We landed uh, a little bit earlier um, and obviously we've been on the journey reflecting and chatting on the, uh, the team news, the squad that has, has travelled uh, to Germany today. And obviously there's, there's two standout kind of names you know the futures of two players. You know we would appear that there's there's two players who are at very, perhaps different stages of of, of existing the football club. One has travelled to Germany, one hasn't. That's John Stones and that's Umar Nias. Um, we'll start with Stones, Greg. Uh, you know as we landed and and, and re- yeah. reconnected to to Wi-Fi and got back amongst the living, so to speak. We obviously. Learned and, and found out that, that Pep Guardiola, the Manchester City manager, has actually been quoted as saying that they want Stones. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's usually the often, well, unless you're Jose Mourinho, it tends to be the last step, the last resort of a manager to kind of publicly actually name check a player thereafter. As far as you're concerned, and you were writing about it last night, look, John has travelled to Germany. He'll be playing tomorrow night or Saturday, we think. Where, where would you say we're up to with, with the John Stones Man City saga? Seems to, it seems to me that, you know, given that Guardiola has taken that step, which, as you say, is not unusual, but it does indicate that um, a deal is either adva- advanced and getting closer, or in some cases it can be a bit of a ploy otherwise when a manager like, say, Mourinho, as you suggest, would, would do something like that. Generally, it's not the done thing. And the fact that Guardiola, who, to all intents and purposes, has got a bit of class about the way he does things, uh, he's gone and named him. To me, it suggests that it's not too far off, which ties into everything else we've heard, really, over the last uh, 48 hours and beyond that, in the last couple of months. It's interesting, I think, that he's, he's come with Everton. Um, in some ways, the official line from the Blues is that everything's, uh, everything carries on as normal. Uh, John's here as part of the, the squad. He'll be considered mm. to play, and he'll be expected to get on with it, mm. and he won't be treated any differently. And... Um, I think that's the way you haven't got to behave about it until that time comes when, you know, Bill Kenwright to fired Mashiri, shake hands with um, Tixi Bejeristan and Sheikh Mansour, whoever's doing City's deals at the moment, uh, and they agree on a price. The interesting thing, Phil, we were talking about on the way over is, would it be a case of, say, it's Friday, sorry, Thursday uh, evening, mm. say they agree a deal, early tomorrow does John up sticks and fly straight back to the UK to Manchester or you know does it make sense even if they privately agree a deal does it make sense for them to leave announcing it until Sunday Monday when Everton are back in the UK yeah it's, it's interesting isn't it because I suppose if if you're Man City and you've agreed and you know John will go because he says he wants to go you know so that's you know the formalities of his end of the deal that are as I say formalities it's whether you want to say, look, right, you come and don't play for Everton, don't risk it, and you come back, come fly back to England, come to Manchester, uh, and we'll sort it out. Or, or is it a fact that City are in China? You know, John could do with the games. You know, he's only starting his pre-season. You know, Pep will want to work with him, of course, as soon as he can. But whether they just leave it, and as you suggest, maybe if, and we're talking hypothetically, something had been struck, you know, mm. you know, privately, okay, we will meet the asking price. 
etc etc whether they just leave it because I guess what Everton don't want and it's it's difficult to avoid but what Everton would not want is their preparations in any way for the players to be distracted by it or anything to be overshadowed by John's departure an early exit from the tour you know he goes off the players look the players are fully aware of what's going on and where everything's up to and be fully aware that you know he's probably not going to be around much longer but I wonder if Ronald Koeman would be very, almost insistent, actually. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, there's two, there's two things running through my mind when you say that. And it, you know, on one hand, from Everton's point of view, if the cl- two clubs have struck a deal and he's you know, 100% going to be a Manchester, Manchester City player next season, is there really any point in being involved in any True. further training True. sessions? Yeah. In any further... What value are Everton getting out of having it playing him during this tournament? Yeah. You know, he's that's time he's playing with teammates who aren't going to be playing with him next season. Yeah, true. It's wasted coaching that yeah. Kuman could be putting into someone else to try and bring them on if you like. Yeah. Um, and of course to the player himself. I mean obviously you know, is he gonna to want to be there? Uh, will no. his heart be in it? No. Yeah. You know, would, exactly. oh, my only my only thing is though, if City I, I mean, forgive me because I, I don't know when City when do they fly back. They're still in China, aren't they? I think. Yeah, so, so, so what's he, what would he be flying home to? That's a good point, but then you're looking from City's point of view, potentially a £50 million mm. asset that they're about yeah. to sign off on. Cotton wool Do they yeah. want to take any risks that they can't control, i.e. Yeah. him playing in a game against uh, Dresden tomorrow, mm. tomorrow evening? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure there'll be no aspersions cast on Everton's preparation, but all the intangibles, like in the first minute, their big rock of a striker throws one in on stones because he makes a fool of him, mm. breaks his leg in two places. Yeah. You know, the, these things, they've got to factor in. If they're going to pay all that money mm. for it, yeah. which is maybe makes me think, what do they do? Do they bring him back straight away and announce it? Or do they agree in principle and then wait till the, the weekend's done and Everton are back? Mm. And he comes back intact in, in, in one piece. Yeah, yeah. And they sign the deal through. Yeah. The thing for me, that's City's problem. The important yeah, yeah. thing for Everton going forward is, you know, I think we want a resolution to this as quickly as possible, don't we? Yes, yeah. Purely for the fact that the sooner it's done, Cumin can look elsewhere. Not that he's been waiting on the money, to, the money yeah. like in the old days, mm. to, to you know, cement yeah, his he, transfer he, plans. Yeah. But he can maybe turn to Napoli and say, in a stronger case than ever, there's X amount for Kaladu Koulibaly, let's talk yeah. uh, and see if Napoli are willing to sell. Yeah. Uh, interesting aside, uh, and maybe because it's been... For a number of weeks now, Cumin has been aware of, of John's uh, position and his desire to leave the football club. And I think maybe privately there's been an acceptance. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. But how do you think Ronald's actually reacted to Pep Guardiola actually name-checking John in person? Is, is it different to last summer when Jose Mourinho was using it as a tactic to unsettle him and, and Roberto Martinez was really quite angry about it in Singapore? I was there. And Is it a different situation? I mean... If, you know, I mean, it sort of inherently feels like it is. Yeah. Um, instinctively, rather than. And do you think? I, yeah. It, it, to me, look, maybe I'm buying a bit too much into the myth of the Guardiola being, a, a, you know, a decent guy, and we'll see for ourselves how he, what he's like firsthand this season. Yeah. But his track record is of someone who does things the right way. Yeah. Now, rightly or wrongly, Mourinho, it does things another way, mm. often a winning way. Yeah. It didn't get him stones last mm. summer. However. Yeah. I think. Someone like Guardiola will only pub- publicly name check a player when he's pretty confident he's going to get him. Yeah, I would think so. And I guess, and maybe different, it maybe is different also in the fact that we've got different characters. Ronald, 
feels laid back in many respects and he, you know he's not going to lose sleep is he he knows John's position and, and I guess if, if, if Pep who's his good friend by the way mentioned in the press conference because he will have been asked repeatedly over the course of the summer you know he's probably sick of having to skirt around the issue and as you say he's probably now a little bit more hopeful that something can happen so we wait and, and we'll be we'll keep you up to date as best we can on, on Stones but it appears that he although in Germany as we speak here in Dresden he will be uh, edging towards the sorry mate just a quick one before we move on to Biggie Marnias <laughs> you were at MK Dons on Tuesday night yeah John did play he didn't play in Barnsley when I was there on Saturday. Yeah. What for people who weren't there? Just quickly talk us through how he played. What is? Did he seem committed? Did he? Yeah. As committed as you can it, be. It, it was a slightly odd second half. As pre-season friendly second halves tend to be. There's a lot of changes. And yeah. The tempo dropped and Everton were a bit disjointed, but kind of got it back together in the last sort of ten or fifteen. He played well. Um, he didn't do anything. You know, he, he didn't look like a player that Cumin had grabbed hold of and gone right. Well. You're going to start playing a different way, and you know none of this bringing it out of the back. He, it was just John. He was just himself. You know he looked he looked fairly sharp. I mean he didn't get tested particularly. Um, it was difficult to draw conclusions, and I wasn't I wasn't looking at him going, oh he's he's nowhere. You know his head's his head's been turned, or his yeah. thoughts are elsewhere. Well, and equally in Singapore last summer, twelve oh, like almost almost twelve months to the week, I think. Yeah, yeah it's a few days apart, and I remember watching him in the in the game. I think it was Arsenal, wasn't it? I think, and, and watching him, thinking it doesn't appear to have affected him on the pitch yet. The irony being, when we got to the competitive stuff, it did, didn't it? So. Isn't there another irony? Just again, quickly before we move on, it's almost twelve months ago, to, almost to the week. Chelsea were pursuing him relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Everton pre-Fard Mashiri yeah. resisted, stood firm and kept their asset. Yeah. Evertonians rightly celebrated that as an era when they don't have to sell the best players. Fast forward a year, we've I got know. more money yeah. and clout than we've ever had before. Yeah. Farhad's in the main man. And yet we're having, not having to sell, but and yet we're, we're, willing we're to. effectively having to sell one of our best players. But the answer is, strange, because, the answer is because we have money and we can replace him. That's the difference. In a nutshell, so uh, so look, it appears uh, not quite in sure of a time frame yet, but it looks he looks like John Stones' his days are numbered at Everton, but he is here in Germany, so we'll uh, we'll assess his performance or performances. Maybe he might play in both games, but doubtful. We'll see. Unfortunately, for one player, Greg, who isn't on the trip, he wasn't at MK Dons, he wasn't at Barnsley, he was in Austria. Mm-hmm. But all the signs now are pointing very, very strongly, and we know, as we understand it as well, that Umanias, Everton's third most expensive signing ever, yeah. is on his way out. Hasn't this been the most disastrous signing, certainly that I've ever reported on as a journalist? Probably the most disastrous signing I can remember as an Evertonian. Well, does it, does For it, the money involved. I, I was having this debate with um, one of the lads this week, and, and naturally, Pear Coldrup comes up. Now, in relative terms, this, the five and a bit million the paper pair back in the day was probably on a par in terms of, and in terms of where he ranked as a the most expensive signing in club's history. It wasn't too long after the BT money, etc. All this sort of stuff. So, is he is Umar worse because he actually hasn't pl- played? I think he had about seven appearances last season. Or something it's a good like question. That. I think Umar <laughs> is maybe tainted a little bit by the manager who signed him. 
the, with Pearl Crowdrup, it was a very rare misstep from David Moyes, yeah. who, who was otherwise, for, for, for his faults... Uh, he Forensic, was, wasn't he? He was, yeah. he, he was superb on the transfer market, let's not beat around the bush. He knew the market, and for Everton in that era, he was amazing at getting value mm. and getting good deals yeah. and bringing in um, diamonds from the rough. It was a rare misstep, and I think... On the whole, he can be he can be forgiven for yeah, that. Yeah. Martinez, I think, whatever history might judge him in it in years time, whatever. Right now, it's pretty harsh. I'm rightly so. Mm. And it was, it, it, as I say, it's been a disastrous signing. Phil, I think back when a new player comes in, you've got to give them the benefits of the doubt. But I remember a little telltale signs. Me and you were discussing it. We spoke to a few agents in the know who knew Russian counterparts who did warn that it was almost a little bit of. The Russians were taking taking the mickey. They were mm, laughing at yeah, the price Everton yeah. had paid. I remember speaking to um, a guy. I won't, I won't name him just in case, but uh, well-known commentator based out in Russia, who said there was a little bit of bit of humour over mm. there that Everton had paid so much for yeah, him. Yeah. This don't forget as well. And you reminded me earlier, a player who'd won Russian Player of the Year. Well, it must have been one of the worst years <laughs> in Russian in, yeah. in the top flight history for Nias from what we've seen to win Player of the Year. Even his YouTube clips, the fabled YouTube clips, which could make me look all right for the Bramley Moor, by the way, <laughs> with two left feet and a play on the right, even that managed to make him look a bit clumsy. Mm. He was stumbling his way I into... Think, I think we were being sold as ungainly but effective, weren't we? I think that's yeah, how well, we've seen Yeah, we've seen more of the former than the latter, haven't we? I mean, again... So, we, what, what that, that warm-up that you saw of Villa... Look, and it, you know, you don't want to. And I didn't want to jump to any conclusions. It was early Feb, wasn't it? It was, it was Villa away. Went and won the game three-one, if memory serves. And um, look, it's a snapshot in time. But you know, as we look now at his inevitable exit, it kind of becomes quite sort of, you know, you, you kind of make you think. Well, the warning signs were there. It was just a very simple warm-up. He was just doing a very casual passing drill with Duncan Ferguson, and I mean casual. It was almost like. Let's just get you, you know, warmed up for the warm-up almost. Just get the ball moving yeah. backwards, forwards. They, backwards, were, they forwards. were 15, 20 yards apart. Duncan's passes were straight, crisp, into him. He controlled this this pass. But his, his return on his on his correct foot, by the way, went about 10 yards to Duncan's left. And I was just videoing the warm-up at the time just to do a bit of colour for the for our live blog and stuff. And, and I sat there, but I, I remember play, replaying it to you guys I was like, in disbelief that this is a 13.5 million pound footballer who couldn't return the ball straight. Just now, a professional this, footballer. This wasn't, like bad it, this wasn't like because he'd been distracted. It was almost just like a, a horrible lack of technique. And, I, and again, I, I feel it's, it's an Umar Nias bashing session, you know, and it has been for months. And you, you know, you begin to feel sorry for him and want him to kind of look. You'll come good eventually. You know, you, you're kind of willing him to kind of prove us all wrong but then you, you, you said to me you quite put it quite well you said to me earlier today on the train you said you know, you, I saw more of him maybe than you did towards the end of last season yeah. Phil did you even see half a player and I just I just didn't I saw maybe five minutes of a player at Leicester and that's been perhaps generous and I, you know it's horrible you don't like you know, I, I feel uncomfortable being so negative about footballers like this who, who you know, have got who've been at you know good clubs like Lokomotiv Moscow. You know, somebody's seen something in, he scored goals in the Europa League. 
but he's just I just don't know I really don't but clearly the manager has seen what we've all seen hasn't yeah. he? And, and told him that unfortunately he doesn't figure it's interesting isn't it, that he you know we're going to take a financial hit on him whatever and alright we're more protected against the, the damaging kind of economics of probably taking a, a smallish loan fee and having to write off the best part of 12 million quid probably whatever wages I dread to think he's on um, at least we'll get that off the books but another one just to mention quickly is Aruna Kone who mm. has actually made the trip to yeah, he's come. yeah yeah but and I say big but mm. as you revealed well earlier in the week he's just shaken off another knee injury that yeah. doesn't sound good for people who know Kone's back history with, with injuries yeah you know obviously it's been something we try and get to the bottom of for a, for a couple of weeks really because obviously he's flown to Austria with the team and then you know scanning training photos making phone calls asking people and was he involved didn't play against Jablonek and you know the initial kind of assumption is he's either injured or Koeman has just yeah. gone you're not playing you're not good enough so obviously he spoke to Ronald after the game on Tuesday he's revealed a knee injury he's travelled I think the hope is that he might feature at some point but he only just started training again this week the question for me is he's got 12 months left I believe on his deal now He's actually, we're talking about the ass and his impact. In comparison, Runa Kone is actually a more favourable option than Umar Nias, isn't he, really? Oh, infinitely more. So I wonder whether there's a situation where the manager's gone, look, stay fit and I'll keep you in the squad, but you will be third choice at least. At least third choice. You know, whether he calls on him for a League Cup game or or whatever, you know, or he ends up playing as an overage player in the Football League trophy or something like that. You know, I don't know, but you can't, you know, if, if, if Ronald has been as ruthless as, as it appears to have been with Umani Ass, you would imagine he's going to be something similar to Runa Kona. Look, we knew he was after Graziano Pella and he went to China. He is after a support striker, assuming he keeps from Lukaku, which he's absolutely determined to do. So, look, I hope for Aruna's sake that his knee problem isn't a serious one. Uh, and that he can play some part in Dresden, and and I hope that he's a, he's a good guy. You know, he scored some good goals. You know, he did a great little spell up till about October, November yeah. last season, but he was dreadful thereafter. Um, you know, if if he has to move on, hopefully find a club. But yeah, it's it, if you're him, you you you're looking nervously over your shoulder, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Just another quick one to mention in terms of strikers, which conversely despite knowing how much we need a support striker, it, it really heartens me, actually. It's suggestions that um, Wil- Wilfred Boney isn't going to form part of the deal. Mm, yeah. City seem keen, by all accounts, to, to make him, yeah, to make him be, so. He'll be a big earner, um, won't he? Get him off the book, he's not playing. But rightly, the noises coming from Everton are, no, they want the money yeah. up front. Yeah. And, and then we'll decide. We'll decide, exactly. Yeah. Now, this would be a player who... I don't know what he's like as a professional, but his motivation would be slightly in question because he's chosen to go to City and mm. he's being forced out to go make equate in a deal yeah. with someone else. I mean, I despite mean, his attributes, I'm just yeah. thinking, I, it's not the type of player I want us to sign. Don't want to try and sort of be revisionist about anything, but I take you back to the summer of 2014 and the debate raging about whether Everton should press ahead and try and get Lukaku permanently or they should go for somebody else. Now, uh, I won't. I won't. You know. I know. I spoke to somebody, one of our columnists. I think it was Snodd actually at the time. You know, he'll 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 admit he was probably wrong. But I remember doing his column, and um, 
midway to the end towards that season and he goes look I like Rom I think he's a good player but if you're asking me now I prefer Wilfred Boney now he's still at Swansea at the time it's interesting that his stock in many people's eyes would have fallen so I mean maybe playing devil's advocate and say well keep him fit and he becomes your secondary striker the, you know the support line to Rom on that left hand side maybe or wherever however Ronald wants to play is it that bad an option? You know, that's, a, that's a footballer who went for thirty million pounds. Yeah. Who was scoring for well fairly for fun at Swansea. You know, he, he convinced Manuel Pellegrini enough to sign him, and not just for small changes, a kind of squad play. Thirty million quid. I wonder how much of it is Everton thinking that if they're going to lose one of the jewels they the crown in terms of young players. Yeah. It's got to be for a record fee for and a British the, defender. Yes, and the, and the prestige, etc., that comes yeah. comes with that. Yeah, I can, and, under, I can understand that. And it doesn't look almost as not good, but acceptable in terms of you know as much as it's hard to sell a top player. If you take well, you know, there's thirty million or, yeah. or thirty-five million, and you take someone a player a who cast you, off, you may, no matter how good. Yeah, and who the manager may not be convinced on himself. Because that's why that's how history would would look back on that deal, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be, yeah. Everton got good money for John. They got what they wanted. You're saying hypothetically they might go, well, they didn't get what they wanted, and they and they gambled on a striker who hadn't been playing much, and it didn't come off. So the deal just was completely different. Even though effectively you're still getting the same amount of money, aren't you? Yeah. Another another one who hasn't travelled. Um, we'll keep it brief on him because uh, probably something that we'll write and talk about in the coming days and weeks. But no space for Luke Garbutt on, on yeah. the trip either. Mm. Look, there's no mistake, sorry, there's no denying, sorry, that Everton overloaded with left-footed defenders. The irony being that they were seen as... Left-backs and right-wingers, well, too many. They were seen as almost yeah. seen as a prized commodity. Even under the previous manager. And, you know, and, and I remember when he brought Matty Folds into the club, a young lad who was at the academy. And look, you know, we hope Matty progresses because he looks a good player. Left-footed, you know... And it was almost seen as if you're a left-footed defender. This was the holy grail. And then you, you take stock and you reflect and you go, you've got tons of them. Yeah. You know, so, look, Luke hasn't travelled. We'll speak to the manager hopefully tomorrow night after the game and get an idea of, of his thoughts on Luke. But he's come back from a difficult loan at Fulham. Um, I don't know what Ronald's seen of him. I don't know what Ronald information he's been fed back from the club and the coaches who, who are still there. Luke's intention... As I understood, it was to very much come back and fight for his place, but he's not featured at all, as he apart from 45 against Jablonek. So, don't want to sort of cast any major conclusions without speaking to the manager. But it, you know, on the surface, as you sort of rightly point out, it doesn't look. Particularly I mean, unless good. he's picked up a knock against yes, Jablonek, that is that a we don't know. About. That is a possibility, but even still, he's he's in a queue and a long queue, isn't he? Because you know, we spoke at this. Baines, he looks nailed on to be first choice. Oviedo's played a bit now. You know, the, the debate rages over Oviedo, but I think as a utility defender, Ronald might think, well, play left, can play right if necessary. Steady. You know, <laughs> you know international footballer, maybe I'll keep him round. Yeah. Young Brendan Galloway, left foot, he could, has played left back in the Premier League and did very well. Looks I think more left, of a left back than a central defender for me. See, that is a young lad, and I think that'll take time, you see. I think that's a natural, it's a natural thing, isn't it, for a young centre half to play at fullback. It's a natural kind of. Um, right of passage, isn't it? Um, and even God, we even played Funes Mori at left back against Reading, didn't we? In the cup last season. So, you know, if for Luke, if you know, the reason he went to Fulham was to get a season of 
playing football and come back it and then told happen, did he yeah. would you know injury form etc it didn't happen so even if you Luke I mean his intention was to come back but maybe maybe he's been told look you're going to find it difficult I've got enough options here but as I said we'll, we'll hopefully get to the bottom of that a little bit tomorrow night and, in, and into Saturday so I mean in terms of tomorrow obviously it's going to be interesting at Dresden a team who you know not in the in the Bundesliga no, no. not in the top as I, flight as I wrongly suggested the worst <laughs> I'd promoted them another level yeah I'm sure the chairman will be made up with you but no nonetheless a, a club of some standing uh, it's going to be interesting it's it, it, Weird setup in many ways. Two games in forty-eight hours. Yeah, don't think Ron's in less been, than forty-eight yeah, hours. I don't think Ron's been particularly infused by that. By no. the way, so. And again, initially it was felt that we played Dresden, and then it would definitely be Betis from from what it was suggested by the. But now it's Dresden and it's Betis or Werder Bremen, which actually makes sense. It, it makes sense. Tournament. Yeah, trying to cl- yeah yeah trying to clear that up. It was slightly confusing because we were sort of led that the official fixed list had said it was Betis regardless, but actually it would it would make sense for it to be either or so we'll <laughs> mystery opponents for Saturday but we'll definitely dress them tomorrow night isn't it and, uh, and we'll get to see like more of the 22 players doesn't seem a lot does it 22 players in some ways no but you know Rom's obviously you haven't mentioned Rom he has come he's yeah. travelled um, I'm really interested I wrote a piece and a, you know I think interesting reaction to the piece I wrote from MK Dons I genuinely feel that the system that Koeman looks like he wants to play would suit Rom with a huge caveat that you've been the lone striker you've got to work your yeah. off basically yeah. now being kind I think he's done that inconsistently at Everton hasn't he but I think Fits and spurts, yeah. you know he, he looks at Jerry's Jerry's lead and you know the way he's been working very hard in that role is not unfamiliar but maybe not his, his preferred role so I'm looking forward to seeing Rom but as you say 22 outfield players because of the three goalkeepers actually isn't a lot for, for Ronald you know Rommel's got injuries haven't we Jags is injured so um, yeah, it, it, a tough one. I, I, it'd be interesting seeing what we get out of it, what what the manager gets from it as well, because you know, time's ticking down now. We've only got United and Espanyol before the season starts, so it's not ideal, but the vital games in many respects. Yep, definitely. And we'll be there. Obviously, we're in Dresden this evening. We'll be there tomorrow. Uh, we'll be podcasting pretty much every day uh, while we're here in Dresden. So um, do look out for the the tweets and. Obviously, you can get this on SoundCloud and iTunes now, uh, if not via the Echo website. Thanks very much for listening, and um, yeah, we'll uh, speak again tomorrow.